Welcome back to our family and friends to another episode of Seed Planters. Thank you for joining us again. This week, we will be continuing our discussion on the word faith. I am your host, Nicole, and um, I'm going to ask a question to the family about faith. Who is your biblical example? So who is your faith example from the Bible um, that has made an impression on your life? Who would you think of as a strong example of faith from the Bible um, that you can share with us today during the discussion? So I'm going to start with Daddy. Okay. I have a few, but I'll start. I concentrate on one, which is Paul the Apostle. Um, You know, the thing about it is that I love the scriptures, and especially the New Testament. And the the epistles of the writings of Paul the Apostle and his life, you know, it pulls me close, very close. And I I give my attention to what he is saying, very closely to what he is saying in the area. Um, You know, I see, I see a man who started out with zeal and he had a lot of zeal to do what he was doing. He started out thinking that what he was doing, although it was punishing for people, the Christians, which was for him a new faith, And the things that he was observing among Christians would not get, let him rest. And he wanted to destroy them. And he went about doing just that. And he had the authorities sign off on what he was doing. And he pursued it with all zeal, all his energy. And I think night and day, you would go from one city to the other, trying to get the Christians arrested, put in jail, and even killed. But it came to the point where God intervened. And I believe that he always intervenes on behalf of his people, those who put their trust in him. Uh, At that point, Christ had already died, and he gave his life so that the very people that Paul was trying to kill or was was killing were being covered and protected by him, by God. You know, God 
He could not do anything otherwise but intervene and called out to him on one of those missions. And Paul didn't know who he was, but he said the right things. You know, he said the right words. Who art thou, Lord? And he responded, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted or persecutest. Um, what I observe here was that God was patient and kind and gentle. Although he was struck down off his ass or horse, he was not really hurt as such. He lost his sight, but God allowed him to regain his sight and, and to pursue a task that he wanted him to do. He was ordained, he was called for that purpose. God knew him even while he was doing the things that he was doing and thinking that he was doing God a service. He was considered by God a special person and he wanted him to do his work. And Paul was resigned to doing what God wanted him to do once he was converted. And it wasn't an easy process, the way it happened. It wasn't easy for him. He suffered a bit and he was being now being turned on <laughs> by others. And some of the Christians didn't want him around them, but Paul insisted, he was a brave man, and he was one who would not give up easily, you know, recognizing the fact now that he had met with the Lord himself, and he had commissioned him to do a work, and he was willing and ready to give his life. I just, I don't know, I love, I love everything about this man, you know, since his, <laughs> since I, I reflect on, you know, prior con before conviction, uh, his prior state, but um, I, I followed him closely after that. I've been following him, you know, the things that he went through, you know, he traveled from one city, one country to another, and he was able to accomplish much, accomplish so much. He wrote so much. And in the end, he gave his life. <laughs> he gave his life. He knew it was coming and he was not running away from it. He wasn't hiding away from it. He was willing to die for the sake of Christ. And this is where I think we all who are um, people of faith to come to a point in our lives where we have to make that decision. Will we stand up for him? Will we, because of what he did for us, submit to him? You know, I believe that God is 
expecting us to be faithful. And we just want to trust him to see us through. It's not easy. It's a tough road. But with him, it is easy. And we can make it. I challenge everybody who listen to what God is saying to them at this time through this word. Be faithful until death or until the end of your life. Thank you, Daddy, for that um, example of faith from the Bible as Paul um, who even in suffering, he maintained his faithfulness to God. Um, and that kind of reminds us too that sometimes this faith walk may not be easy, but we still have to put our confidence in God, um, knowing that all things will still work together for our good. So I'm going to put the question now to Michelle. Who is your faith example from the Bible that has made an impression on your life? Well, so Abraham has always fascinated me. Um, of course, we know this, the song that we used to sing about Father Abraham. And um, it was a fun song. I don't think it was biblically correct in some ways. But um, I, I liked... The thing I liked about Abraham, because I try to imagine when I read the Bible, especially I read about the, the different people in the Bible, I actually try to imagine myself as them. And I cannot imagine how I would respond if I heard from God, a God that my family did not worship, telling me to leave everything that I've ever known, including family members, and leave the comforts of home. And from what I understand, he was from a very wealthy family, leave everything and go to a land where I will show you. That's what the Bible says. That's what God told him. And I'm like, okay, so you didn't even get to hear like where exactly you were going to be taken to, or you're going to walk to, because you know, in those days, it's not like you're going to drive there. You're going to walk there or you're going to take, go by camel or something like that. And chances, most likely it was a day's long journey. And um, when he got there, from my understanding, it's not necessarily like there, there were any cities built already or anything. From what I understood, it was just land. And um, they had to dig wells for the sheep and for themselves and set up tents and things like that. And then um, just the steps that he had to take to believe one step at a time as things unfolded, even with the birth of Isaac. And I actually understand and I can relate to him stepping out, not, you know, waiting so long for the manifestation of the birth of Isaac to say, you know what, maybe, maybe it was my imagination and then Ishmael came, right? So the whole story behind him and Sarah and the agreement she made and offered her servant for him to create Ishmael, which it turned out to be a battle once Ishmael came and then Isaac came. Um, the other step that was um, 
interesting to me was him being asked to sacrifice Isaac, which was not something that God accepted usually, like a person sacrificing another person to him. That's not really what his usual standard was. It was usually you sacrificing like an animal, like sheep or or goats or something like that. But it was a test of his faith. And so his faith was continually tested along the way in big ways. And for those who don't know the story, once Isaac was bundled up and tied up and put on the the the, um, the bear to be burned as a sacrifice, and he was about to slit his neck like he would with sheep, um, God stopped him and said, hey, you've shown that you're faithful. You've shown that you've trusted me. There's a lamb, a ram in the bush, and there was a ram that was literally caught by its horns close by, and he took the ram, undid his son, obviously, and tied up the ram and offered it up as sacrifice. And so God kept testing him along the way, and he passed all these tests. So he's known as the father of our faith, father of many nations, definitely, and father of our faith. Um, even before Jesus came, because of course he, Jesus was in the lineage as well. So I am very, um, encouraged when I look at his life and there's lessons definitely that I could learn from, from him. Thank you, Michelle. I think, um, I'll just piggyback on yours real quick before I throw the question to Suzette, but that was going to be my example from the Bible, Abraham and him sacrificing Isaac, um, especially as a parent. I mean, I don't think that I would want to be in that situation. Um, I would never want to have to sacrifice either one of my children, um, but Abraham was so faithful to God. He was so dedicated to him. And even though he couldn't see in his mind how God would keep his covenant with him to make him a father of many nations by him sacrificing his only son with Sarah and uh, Abraham, but he still followed through with what God had. Um, well, he took the first steps to follow the instructions that God had given him up to the moment of actually almost sacrificing his son. Um, he never hesitated. I think even with the scripture um, and this, this part of the story for Abraham plays out in Genesis 22, but one of the verses, you know, where they're going up to the place to sacrifice and Isaac is like, um, dad, I see all the things that we need to sacrifice, but where is the sacrifice? And Abraham says to him that God will provide, God will provide the sheep. And he didn't know where, what God was going to do in the end, but he had the faith to stay strong and know that everything would work out well in the end, that God would be faithful to what he had said and that Abraham just followed God's instructions. So I, I, I'm there with you, Michelle, you know, with the many, there are many stories from Abraham's life that show faith. Um, so now, Suzette, who is your faith example from the Bible that has made an impression on your life? Okay. I think this is funny that we all 
I wrote down Abraham and Isaac. And I think that's kind of <laughs> funny that we all pick the same person. But I have a second person since everyone spoke, you spoke on him already. I thought of Job. Um, I like Job because um, there's something today that I'm, I'm going to recall. Um, at church today, or first lady was speaking as a pastor was um, away on business. And she spoke about Job, but she said, there's something about God. God wants me to tell you about him because you don't really know who he is. So that was what she was talking about. But then she said, God nominates us for our trials. She said, Satan then asks about uh, Job. God said to him, have you considered my servant Job? She said, so when he nominates you for your trials, that means he's going to take you through them. He already has the solution to it. And he's going to give you the strength to endure it. And he's going to bring you out successful on the other end. But even when I was looking at it or looking at the story, all his cattle, his sheep, his donkeys, his camels, um, everything, they were either taken or they died. And then his sons and daughters were all killed in the house when they were feasting and drinking and partying. Everybody's having a good time. And yet still, yet still, it's like, you know, like Michelle said, you put yourself in that person's shoes. So if everything around you is gone, yet still he looked up and said, well, he rent his clothes and he went before, knelt before the Lord. And he said, you know, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So to have faith like Job, and it does actually remind me of our mom who always referred to Job. She always said, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. And it just reminds me just of where she was in her level of faith, meaning no matter what life had to bring, I'm still going to trust God because God is still God no matter what happens. And that's encouraging to me uh, when I think about how Job never changed, it, nothing changed about him. And God knew that. That's why he was nominated for that trial. And he came out with flying colors because it never changed who he was. And as a result, God blessed him again. And it was even more than he had before. So if you really, um, you know, for Job thinking, if he can do it, we can do it. If I can trust, if he could trust God like that, then why can't I? Knowing that everything or the wealth of the world is actually in God's hands. There was also another point that um, I kind of tied in. It just, I just, it just keeps coming back to me what was said today about who God really is. And when I'm thinking, you think about him, our minds can't really wrap around who he really is. And she was saying, think of, she said, he's, he's not, you can't measure. There's no time on him. There's no space. She said, um, the infinite, the fact that he's infinite. And she said, because we, there's no way to measure or there's no um, block of time that you can measure with God. She said, if you could, then there would come a time when he would no longer exist. So she said, if you think, because everything that is timed means that there's a beginning and an end. And because there is no beginning and end with God, she was just saying, you know, think of him being outside of that, outside of that realm. And she said, that's how big he is. And she said, who are we to come to God and say, 
I'm not doing what you tell me to do when we can't measure ourselves up to God. So she said she did it. It was just kind of just looking at what she was really saying. She said uh, she started breaking down what we're made of. And she was going into the, the chemicals. And she said, when you add it all up, she said, with our skin, we're worth $4.50. And <laughs> I, I was like, what? And she said, well, we're not worth anything. So who are we to tell God, I'm not doing what you're, you're saying I'm going to do? I'm not trusting you. I'm not going to take this step of faith because I don't know where it's going to take me. Well, why would he not know where he's going to take you if he's telling you to do it? then it means he already knows what the outcome is going to be. And so it kind of just, you know, made me think something a little different, like let's think outside the box because we always seem to want to put God in a box and, and put a limit on him. But I like the word that she was given because she said she really asked God to tell her what to say today. And I think there that was an impact because it was just so silent with people listening to her. And it was very brief, but it was very much to the point. And I just love that Job trusted God that much to know that he could not limit God and put him in a box. That was awesome, Suzette. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, I think now what I'm going to do is pass the baton to Michelle, who will go over the definitions uh, for faith as well as some scriptures that she has found from the word of God about faith. All right. So we use the Merriam-Webster dictionary collegiate version. Um, faith is defined as allegiance to duty or a person loyalty. Um, then there's also fidelity. So um, I just want to make sure. Okay, yes, fidelity, sincerity of intentions, belief and trust in and loyalty to God are also definitions that were given here. Um, <clears throat> belief in the traditional doctrines of a religion, firm belief in something for which there is no proof. And then there's also complete trust. And something that is believed, especially with a strong conviction. And then there's also the phrase on faith, which is without question. So on faith, we, you know, we, we take something on faith. That means we're just do we're believing what you're telling us without asking any questions. And then there's the verb that says faith or faithing. And of course, the plural is faiths. Then there's, um, it's also um, believe, trust, and then some synonyms here, examples, commitment, dedication, devotion, faithfulness, um, loyalty, steadfast, steadfastness. Couple examples, his supporters have accepted his claims with blind faith. Our faith in the government has been badly shaken by the recent scandals. Nothing is more important to her than her faith in God. She says that her, courage, her faith has given her the courage to deal with this tragedy. It was first known, it first uses a noun in the 13th century and as a verb in the 15th century. And this word has a lot of um, origins. It's from Middle English, 
from Anglo-French, from Latin, and from Indo-European um, foundations, right? So, and also, ooh, there's more. Um, there's Greek, Latin, Albanian, Old Church, Slavic. So the word is coming from all these different areas. Okay, so now I'm going to read a few scriptures using the King James Version. Deuteronomy 7, verse 9. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Psalm 89, verse 5. And the heavens shall praise thy wonders, O Lord, thy faithfulness also in the congregation of the saints. Psalm 119, verse 90, thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth and it abideth. Lamentations 3, verses 22 to 23, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Matthew 9, verse 2, we're in the New Testament. And behold, they brought him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. Matthew 25, verse 23, his Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. And this is the story of the talents, the servants receiving talents from their master. Mark 10, verse 52. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Acts chapter 6, verses 7 and 8. And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Acts 16, verse 5. And so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. Romans 5, verse 5, and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God, wait a minute, one second. <laughs> I don't see faith in this one. <laughs> Scratch that. First uh, Corinthians 10, verse 13, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that with, that ye are able but with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Galatians 2 verse 20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not I, but Christ liveth in me and the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And 
Revelation 19, verse 11, or last verse. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. And that's everything. Thank you for those uh, scriptures and definitions. Now I will ask for our final reflections. So what would you want to share with our listeners based on our discussion today on the word faith? What are those take-home points or those last thoughts that you want to have um, our listeners have uh, after listening to our discussion today? So I'll give it to Daddy first. Okay, my last thoughts would be, as scripture has said, don't have the um, reference with me, but it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And those of us who have started out by faith should not think that we can skip out of that mode and go do the things that God wants them to do um, outside of faith. In the case of those people that we mentioned and, um, you know, Abraham was one of the two that I had in mind. Uh, uh, But the thing is that those people, they did not have a a point of reference when they were called upon to do whatever they were called to do. They did not know exactly how it was going to work out. Abraham did not know where he was going. Paul did not know anything about... um, preaching the gospel, Um, and, uh, you know, but God had paved the way for them. And as a result of that, if we put our trust and our confidence in God, because he knows best how our lives ought to be ordered, and if we do put our trust and confidence in him, he will take us through. When we trust him to the point where we're willing to hand over everything to his his care. We have no need to worry and fret what the end will be like. I I I, I love um, what you know we have accomplished here this afternoon. Uh, God has been good to us. And we, it's all by us putting our trust or our faith or confidence in him that we shall in the end reap if we do not faint. And now, Michelle, if you have some final reflections on the word faith. So one thing I wanted to say to those listening is that faith is a journey throughout your life, meaning you will be tested in that area in different ways over and over. So you pass the test 10 years ago, another test is coming up 
So you just have to keep your eyes open and realize that you will be progressing and taking faith leaps throughout your life. And you just have to be open, ready, and willing to take each leap once it's presented to you. Um, it's going to be hard every time. I'm just going to keep it real for you right there. Um, faith, I feel like faith isn't faith if it's easy. If it's something that you can do and you can figure it out and you're like, oh yeah, if I, you know, if I do this, then, it, well, that's not, to me, that's not faith. Faith is something where you are taking a step practically in the dark. That's how it feels. And you don't know where you're going to end up when you take the first step. And sometimes you have an idea of where you might end up, but it doesn't mean that you, um, even your concept of where you're going to end up is 100%. It may be 10 times greater than what you thought. So I find that God tends to show us only a little bit just so we can kind of get a kind of a vague idea, but he knows if he were to pull the curtain all the way back, many of us would panic and not do anything. So just know that for the things that God wants to do in your life, for your life, through your life, it's a one step at a time thing. And there's levels to this. Okay. I think that was good advice, Michelle. And uh, you always come with good imagery as well, I think, so that we can remember those points. So now, Suzette, what would be your last reflections that you want to share with our listeners? Um, I would want to say just briefly that it's important to have the right kind of faith. I do believe everyone has a measure of faith, but. Um, what we have faith in or believe in may not be correct or not always be on point. Um, I believe the starting place is that relationship that you would first have to initiate with Christ Jesus, asking him to come into your life, to be the head of your life, to rule your decision-making and your choices to guide you, um, allowing him to move mountains for you, understanding that it, only takes a mustard seed type of faith to even move a mountain. And if you want to go beyond that, um, you have to also ask the Lord to increase your faith. For the tasks that he has for you or ahead of you, if you really want to fulfill that true purpose that God has placed you on this earth for, it's important that we understand, as Michelle said, that it's, it's in levels. So as you get, you want more, and as you accomplish more, you actually will need a, a, an additional measure of faith to accomplish that goal and understand that, as she said, it's not easy. I completely agree with her. Um, it is like sometimes a dark place, but it's also a place, sometimes I feel for me, it's a place where I'm, I'm at peace. So if I can't see it, but I know I got to do it, I'm actually at peace. I'm in that middle ground. So now I'm in a place of expectation. So continue to live in a place of expectation, um, looking for greatness, looking for more, but understanding that the only way you're going to get what you need is through your relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not coming from someone else. It's not someone's advice. 
not unless the Lord leads you to that person, if he has a, a specific, specific word for you. But I believe that the instructions are actually directly directed to you as an individual. If you really spend time with him, he will actually show you exactly what he wants you to do and when to do it. So be sensitive to the, the leading of the Holy Spirit and allow him to increase your faith so that you can exercise it to his glory. Amen to that, Suzette. And I think I'll give my um, last reflections on the word faith, um, which I'll circle back to what I said in the beginning from Romans ten seventeen that our faith comes by hearing. And what we're hearing about is the life and the accomplishments of Jesus Christ. And he set the pace for us. He lived a life um, of faith and he was, um, Jesus was very attuned to his purpose here while he was living and he accomplished his goal. He bridged the gap between mankind and, and God. Uh, and he allows us to be able to have relationship with God, our father. Um, each of us was designed, each person that lives has a designed purpose to accomplish while we're here, but we don't know the pieces. We don't know the final product, but God does. And so in order to live this life, we have to have faith in the one that we cannot see, but we can hear him because just as Suzette says, when you have a relationship with God, he speaks to you. So whether it's a knowing on the inside or it's hearing his voice through the um, reading of scriptures, but we can hear what God wants for us, what he has for us. And then it's up to us to say, yes, Lord, I believe I'm going to step out on faith. And in doing so, we're able to reap the rewards of um relationship with God and being faithful to him, knowing that all the things that happen to us and around us and within us um, are perfecting us. And in the end, we will hear well done. That is our goal. That is our motivation. Um, and we want to bring honor and glory to God with our lives. Um, I'm going to say thank you to all of our listeners. I want to say thank you to my family for participating in our discussion on the word faith. Again, this is Nicole. You have been listening to Seed Planters with the Cameron family. May God bless you and increase your faith in who he is. And I pray that you will be changed by the words that you have heard today. God bless. Mm -hmm.